0: My friend, and welcome to the U Turn podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Stahl. I'm a career expert, a speaker, and the best selling author of the book U Turn Get Unstuck, Discover Your Direction, Design Your Dream Career. I wrote this U Turn book and I created this podcast to help you reconnect to who you truly are. And that's why every single week I bring a guest on with tools to help you upgrade your confidence, both in your work life and in your love life. And I'm also so excited to say that this episode has been sponsored in part by our friends over at Soul CBD. Soul CBD is the purest, cleanest CBD company that I've used, and at this point, I won't go anywhere else for CBD. Their products are all organically farmed, gluten-free, and have absolutely zero THC in them. So it's just clean CBD to help you calm your stress or your anxiety so that you can sleep well and be the best you possible. So if you don't have a sweet tooth like I do, then perhaps instead of their CBD gummies, I highly recommend checking out their CBD oil droppers that still happen to taste really good. The highest dose is 1500 milligrams. the lightest dose is 500 milligrams, and their flavors include watermelon mint, orange, peppermint, and my personal favorite, the lemon-lime. So before I became obsessed with the CBD gummies, I was taking these droppers at night per the suggestion of my doctor who told me that they are totally safe and such a great way for me to get better, deeper sleep so that I can wake up replenished and tackle the day. Co founder of Soul CBD, Mike Lee, discovered this product as a healing remedy for him after being a professional boxer, enduring all sorts of injuries during his career in boxing matches all around the world. And it's helped him heal so much with his autoimmune illness. It's really this product that was key to bringing his body back into a better homeostasis. And I know it's doing the same. For so many people, this little oil dropper is perfect to throw into your purse, or if you're feeling extra, you can drop a little splash of it into your coffee or your cocktail to calm yourself down for the day. As you know, our friends at Soul CBD have given us a discount code for 15% off your order. I can't suggest them enough. Head on over to AshleyStahl.com/slash soul. To access our special page with them, that's A S H L E Y S T A H L dot com slash S O U L Soul to access our page. And don't forget to use the q- code U TURN at checkout for 15% off. That's Y O U T U R N. Now let's get into this week's episode.
1: Understanding that you are as worthy as any other being ever has been, could be, or will be. The universe literally. 14 billion years or so of evolution to come to the pinnacle moment of you right now as you hear these words. You are one with it all, physically, spiritually, on all levels. It's all an extension of self. If it exists, you are worthy of it.
0: What's going on, U-Turn friends? It's Ash here, and it is another week on the U-Turn podcast, and I don't know how I've done a personal development podcast for this many years
2: without an episode on the concept of abundance. Like, How has that even happened? So I decided to bring Brandon Beecham onto the podcast. He is the host of the Positive Head podcast, which is an incredible, almost daily show to elevate your mindset. And it's a top, usually top five in the spirituality category. He's also author of The Golden Key. And according to his mom, apparently has amazing legs, which we can always ask him about. <laughs> but I am so excited to bring you here on the show, Brandon, and to ask you about how we can start unlocking abundance in all forms. And I know that you have eight keys that we can go through.
1: Well, it starts with a, a picture of my legs on your wall.
2: Yeah, now,
1: I can't believe you. <laughs> I so everyone, I tell her this is a joke when she's asking me some questions, and of course she grabs it and runs with it and uses it in my. That's probably the best introduction I've ever got. So I'll honestly, sure with mom,
2: <laughs> I feel like the the bios in the world are too long and they're not real enough. Like you know, and and people just sound like this airtight container versus someone with a life and a personality. So if you have great legs, like I'm cool for you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: well, it's yet
1: to be determined from anyone other than mom, but you know, she might be biased. Um, that's so funny. Yeah, I'm so with you. Anytime there's any kind of a box that someone tries to put me in or you know, it's it's like I always want to go against that's why I love that <laughs> intro because it's like, we take ourselves so seriously. And I truly believe, you know, I, I quote one Bible verse, well, maybe two. Um, I, I consider myself spiritual, not religious. You know, I believe it's all within us. We're all connected to source. And I talk a lot about that sort of thing. So I, I don't normally quote the Bible too much because it's, um, you know, lor- normally associated with like, you know, w- more strict religious, uh, sort of, um, ideology, but, there's some great wisdom in there. And one of uh, my favorite quote is, lest you become like a child, you can't enter the kingdom of heaven. And I believe what's being said there is like, look, become playful and silly like a child and let your inner child lead. And that is going to bring you, that is going to take you down the path of, uh, of having a fulfilling life. And mm. so, yeah, um, I love your childlike opening. Thank you.
2: Yeah, no, of course. And honestly, I feel like when I was in corporate, um, whatever that means, like I used to look at CEOs and different people and I would think like, we're all just literally five years old inside and we just want everybody to like us and we want to do a good job. And that's just the most human thing ever. So actually speaking of corporate, you know, like you said, you don't fit in a box and I can affirm after speaking to you on your podcast, you don't. And I love that. Um, so you've got, you know, your cool space in Venice, you founded a company, you have grown a company, and then you also have this mindset development focus in your show and your book. So what led you to be the entrepreneur that you were and are, and what led you to start the positive head podcast?
1: Mm. Great great question. So I've been a serial entrepreneur since I was a you know little kid going to 7-11 and getting candy for 5 cents and selling it for a quarter at school and thinking, "Oh wow, I'm making like $8 a day. I'm 10 years old and loaded." Um so that was the beginning of my entrepreneurial journey and of course I had a lot of um a lot of uh, learned lessons or failed failure failing forward uh with some of that, you know, that entrepreneurial journey. And uh, ultimately had some 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 great success. Um, however, that success uh, is is you know even though it was it was really great to help me confirm what it is that I'm so passionate about. And my 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 favorite topic to talk about is the ultimate nature of reality and helping people to sort of tap into this idea that we're all one with. The source consciousness that creates and animates all things and you know you are actually an extension of self in another bio body suit and playing with those ideas for me when i when i was first exposed to this um speaking of i I was raised very conservative christian and then you know around college age i met someone who claimed to have some intuitive or psychic ability and i saw her do some things that really had me scratching my head like hold on there might be something to this and so i started reading a lot of these you know uh exploring and studying things outside of the sort of conservative Christian structure that I was I was taught as a child. And that's when, you know, it really just opened up for me in a way that I was so lit up about the topic. And then it became, it's one thing to like explore a lot of these concepts that I talk about theoretically, and it's another to apply them to your life. <laughs> and so that was a real journey, 25 years now of deep exploration. And, you know, one of the things that it did lead me to is going from my friend's couch with you know, no money, pretty much maybe a hundred bucks in my pocket, but believing these ideas, you know, still wholeheartedly, like, look, this doesn't define who I am. I am worthy of uh, unlocking abundance and having success in my life. It's not if, but when. Mm-hmm. And so I'm going to continue to tell the story that, uh, I can call in, in, this in and manifest this in my life. And and finally, I feel like the universe, uh, complied and I was able to, you know, um, synchronicity and happenstance, you know, led me to, um, learning about a, a particular niche in the travel industry. And then I started a company based off what I learned. And it went from me to, you know, a hundred plus employees in about four years and, you know, Inc, uh, fastest growing private company in the U S we were doing, you know, Ten million plus in revenue uh, a year, and really achieving what one in ten thousand entrepreneurs is, sets out to achieve—that that sort of size and volume of business—and that was really for me a great exclamation point on all these ideals that I'd been, you know, studying and absorbing for a long time leading up to them. I mean, fifteen years up to that point, and so it, it really helped to say, okay, there is something to this. Um, not that I had doubt, and I, I think it was the 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 lack of doubt that actually ultimately led to it you know working, you know, and there's so much evidence, and even in my new book, The Golden Key, I share a lot of the science around like my friend uh who's been on my podcast, uh Dr. Bruce Lipton wrote a great book called The Biology of Belief, so you start looking at science and spirituality, and they're sort of doing this dance now that they they you know where it's they they're really complementary in the way they're you know quantum physics is is you know fascinating and and showing a lot of these things that people talked about spiritually, you know, centric people have talked about for thousands of years, but now there's some scientific evidence that kind of uh supports it. So so yeah, that's um that's sort of uh what how I started out and then you know after having the 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 journey with my my company uh that that grew to you know such a, a sizable uh, size, I guess, uh, I I wanted to do something that was more in line with this sort of work, talking about this topic. So that's when I stepped away day to day um, and started focusing on, you know, I decided I would do a podcast. I, I If you listen to episode one, I'm like 1400 episodes deep uh, well, the last few years, I've had a co-host that does two two days a week, and I do three, so five total. Um, you'll hear me on episode one, like, okay, I launched this podcast so that my friends and family's ears would stop bleeding with me talking about <laughs> these, you know, these these concepts uh, regarding the ultimate nature of reality that I'm so passionate about sharing. And um, you know, I I started that was 2015, so here we are, almost coming up on six years that I've been doing Positive Head, and then that sort of when it, you mentioned the property in, in Venice Beach in LA area that I, I run uh, called the Mystic Manor. And the, the idea with that was to have something large enough to build a studio in it and also host retreats. Um, and I started shooting pre-COVID uh, a new um, video centric show, you know, TV style variety talk show called Optimistic, spelled like M-Y-S-T-I-C. And so uh, you know as, a, as an evolution of, of the podcast. So Um, so that's sort of the, the new baby and that's, you know, a little bit of a hiccup with COVID and retreats were tied into it and live musical performance and live interviews and in an audience. And so you can imagine, you know, going into the COVID chrysalis as I call it, um, kind of set that, you know, on the back burner. And that's when I decided to write, write my first book, which I've recently just released. So, um, so yeah, that's, that's sort of my journey in a, in a nutshell, I suppose.
2: Mm, Well, congratulations on the new book. And I know that the Golden Key book is going to help so many people. And you have these eight keys in there. And I love number one, which is about seeing the oneness. Mm. And I would love for you to just share a little bit about what this really means for you, what this can mean for anyone listening who wants to embody and understand the oneness that we all have. Mm. And if there's anything that gets oneness across, I think it's a virus that everybody is impacted by. And, and how, it's just such a reminder of how much we mm. are all one, how connected we all are.
1: Absolutely. And, you know, it's funny that you mentioned that because I started out talking about the butter, what I call the butterfly effect and this idea that, you know, um, and, and I always call it the COVID chrysalis, as I just mentioned, we, I believe we're merging out of the COVID chrysalis and it's a, it's a stage in our evolution, just like, um, just like, you know, I don't know if you've ever heard the journey of the caterpillar and how it goes, you know, caterpillar starts out, you know, basically eating everything in its path. Um, speaking of my, my mother, again, I remember when I was explaining the butterfly story with me that I kind of write out at the beginning of the book, she's like, Oh, you're right. They just ate my geraniums of, you know, I've taken care of these geraniums for years and the caterpillars destroyed them. And so that's kind of what, what I believe, you know, our society has done for a long time, sort of like in its caterpillar phase where we've done a lot of destruction. We've operated from this idea of separation. You against me, scarcity. There's not enough. We we are separate. And therefore I must, you know, do whatever I can to um succeed at at your expense, usually. And so, you know, Caterpillar goes about it, it goes about eating everything in its in its path. And ultimately, at some point, these cells they called imaginal cells, they call imaginal cells, pop up. And the caterpillar cells are like, hold on, what is that? This is an invader. That doesn't belong here. Kill it. And that's what it does. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so, you know, and if you look in the past, we've had imagine L cells and in, in our society, they pop up and speak about these, a lot of these concepts I share in the book and they're like uh, blasphemy, kill it, you know, mm-hmm. kill them. And so, but over time, more and more imagine L cells start popping up within the caterpillar and ultimately they start working together. And eventually that causes the the tide to turn, if you will. And the, caterpillar goes into the chrysalis it the the all the destruction that the caterpillar precipitated the the caterpillar cells melt into a goo that the imaginal cells actually feed on Mm. to transform and become the butterfly it's meant to become so you know all of that destruction in a sense was necessary for the next phase of its evolution and uh, for it to become that that beautiful butterfly that now you know, what does it do? It's very um, helpful. It it spreads pollen. It does all these great things. So, you know, that's what I believe. I believe we're at this critical stage in our evolution as a species where we're, we're emerging out of the COVID chrysalis. We're realizing like the first key, see the oneness. Everything is an extension of self. What I do for you, I do for me. And I I will ultimately feel the energetic repercussions of it. So I invite people and, and of course, your listeners are very intelligent, so no one's going to just take my word for it. But I always invite people, just explore some of these concepts with an open mind, and it gets really, really interesting, the things that, you know, start to, to be shown to you. Um, and it's, it's one of those things where once you start to see it, you can't unsee it.
0: Hey U-Turners! This episode is sponsored in part by our friends over at Organify. My absolute favorite product has got to be their chocolate and vanilla protein powder. Due to my recent diagnosis of Lyme disease, I've been super careful with what I put in my body, and I just smiled from ear to ear when my doctor read the ingredients on the back of their protein powder and gave it the thumbs up. They are gluten-free, soy-free, dairy-free, vegan, and almost no sugar at all. It is just magical and a miracle that it tastes like anything, let alone something this good. Their chocolate protein powder I love to put in with a nut milk, cashew butter, frozen blueberries. While their vanilla is so good with peanut butter, frozen strawberries, and nut milk in the blender, this smoothie is my absolute fix when I'm hungry anytime or when I have a sweet tooth. It's just so good. I mean, here's the thing. It's tempting to turn to that second or third cup of coffee. But the truth of the matter is that caffeine can only do so much. At some point... We need to look at the root cause of our fatigue, and it turns out that the two main factors in low energy are chronic stress and a lack of nutrition. Organifi's clean, organic superfood blends address these problems head-on with adaptogenic herbs and mushrooms to help you balance your cortisol levels associated with stress, and they make it so much easier, with one scoop of protein power to add so many more nutrients into your diet every single day. If you'd like to grab yourself some protein powder, or really any of their magical products, just head on over to Organifi.com slash U-Turn. That's organif dot slash Y-O-U-T-U-R-N. And make sure you use the code U-Turn. Again, Y-O-U-T-U-R-N at checkout for 20% off. Now let's get back to this week's episode.
1: It's all the same stuff. Physically, we know that you know the, the atoms that make me up were a star. It was once a star that lived out its entire life cycle. It's it, it's young life, it's middle age, it's old age. It didn't died, it exploded in a violent explosion, and then ultimately those atoms um, come back together. At some you know end up ultimately. Well, now they're you, right? So it reforms, and now it's it's taken on it created the, the Earth, and then the the, the things that are on the earth and so literally we're made of the same stuff physically so i'm extending that to the idea of like we're also the same stuff you know our consciousness our spiritually and it's you know it's really really fascinating i have a lot of people on my podcast who you know go deep down this rabbit hole and people who've had lots of you know mystical experiences and so forth and it just gets so interesting to see how it's all um it's all being supported by um, the the scientific community, even things like the Maharishi effect where they came together in DC where you have um, some history and they, they meditated to, um, to this is in the nineties, I think to uh, lower the crime rate. They said, look, it's all connected. It's all one. We've done this before. We're going to meditate. We're going to lower the crime rate by uh, I want to say it was like 20% or 30%, 30%, something ridiculous, um, in summer. And, uh, we, we know it'll work because we've done it before. And, and as more and more people came to, uh, meditate it, the violent crime continued to plummet. And the, you know, the, the, chief of police went forward and said, look, it would have to snow in summer for crime to go by down by, Um, I want to say, I I think it's like 30% if I'm recalling, I'm forgetting off the top of my head, but, and sure enough, it it happened. And so it's just a great example that, you know, we're, we're all connected by this, this field of consciousness that, um, you know, we're not necessarily seeing physically, but there's lots of things, right. We know we're not seeing like microwaves or radio waves, or there's so much going on, beyond what we perceive. So that's really what that first key is all about.
2: Mm, okay. I love this. And I, I don't, oneness has been really on my mind and it also reminds me of just this idea of competition versus collaboration, which you kind of touched on at the beginning of this point where, and, and I've actually had to walk the line with this because I have a lot of really good girlfriends and we all do very similar work. I'm probably the most different of them since I don't do business coaching that much. Um, but I have really led with collaborating, helping service, and yet I'll watch some of my girlfriends collaborate. And sometimes it almost is like, they're so collaborative that it came at their expense Mm. and they, they hurt their business or something that they were doing because they wanted to be collaborative. So I'm curious in your opinion, like, how do you navigate that line?
1: What a great question. Yeah. It's such a dance, isn't it? Like, I, in the book, I refer to it as relative truths. You and I are separate. Most people listening can say, yeah, I, I'll make that argument. Um, Brandon does not sound at all like Ashley and Ashley <laughs> like Brandon. Um, and there's a separation there. We can agree to that. But from another vantage point, you and I are one. That's the more esoteric sort of ideas that I'm sharing. I believe that to be the ultimate truth in which everything is nested. So, you know, we came here to experience You know, I believe source, God, consciousness, higher self, whatever you want to call it. It is love and it is one at its core, at at, at the root of the root of the root. But, and one of the other things I share in the book is time is an illusion. We know if you shoot me in outer space at light speed, bring me back a day later. Einstein basically proved this. I'd be, you know, a day older and you'd been dead for 10 years or whatever. Some, some big differentiation there. And so, so I believe it's all happening in the eternal now. And so you know, one of the things that we came here in this particular, uh, you know, speck of imaginary time (laughs) is to experience separation to some degree, right? While also, if we can understand that it's rooted in oneness, then we we can use that to, to navigate, you know, it's like we're born into this video game that well that's another thing that i i talk about you know nick bostrom from oxford did this thing called simulation argument that really sh- le- leads us to think people like elon musk saying one in a billion chance this is um you know not a, a simulation <laughs> essentially so you know if, if we are indeed in a simulation currently and this is how you know god source higher self consciousness experiences itself it, it is love it is one but if that's all there is for eternity, that becomes synonymous with nothingness It doesn't mean anything. There's no contrast. So we have the experience of other. So this is how, this is God Goding. This is how we, God experiences herself. So it's, yes, it's about coming back together and, and, you know, I, I call this re-membering, right? <laughs> but in uh, creating community, However, there's also something that's very valid and necessary about, hey, Ashley's got a certain path here that maybe there's a time for us to collaborate. Let's be on each other's podcasts. Does that mean we should now uh, start doing every episode together? Probably not. So for me, it's like listening, learning to listen to that you know, that inner voice, that intuition. A lot of us are, are, are leading with All this mind stuff, our society values it so heavily, this, you know, these ideas. Oh, maybe I should collaborate with this person because they've got a million more followers than me or whatever. Well, is that truly the best thing? If you're listening to your heart, you might get a different message. So that's the thing that I'm really a fan of is I believe, you know, as we in the new world that's emerging out of the COVID chrysalis at this critical, um, transitionary point in our, in our evolution as a species, it's going to come more and more clear, like learning that the heart actually sends twice as many signals to the brain as the brain does to the heart. This is where our, you know, where we actually tap into that part of ourselves that, you know, our higher self and non-physical part of our being that has guidance for us that is, you know, it can see the chessboard in a way you never could, or I ever could. It's like the zoomed out view of what's what's going on here. So I believe that's one of the things that's really critical in, hey, when is it right to collaborate? And when is it not? You know, and let me really tune in. What what am I in? The more actually I find I listen to that intuition, the more it, 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 you know, as I say in the book too, and always on my podcast, it's like, you know, the results speak loudest. Right. And for me, as when I've listened to what I'm supposed to, what, you know, all the the noise out there tells me I should or shouldn't be doing versus my own inner guidance. I I found over much time doing that many times doing that, that the more I listen to my heart and that inner guidance, it's like any muscle, the stronger it gets, the the louder it gets, the better results, you know, and, and it always seems to lead me to the place that is most ideal.
2: Love this. And I also know the second key, you know, and this is probably my favorite one you said is know the illusion. Can you tell me about that? Because I feel like everything is an illusion. <laughs> I almost feel like, how do we even know what I'm seeing right now is real? Every belief we make up is is made up and maybe we just need to pick good ones. So I just, what 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 do you mean by know the illusion as golden well, key number it's, two? it's,
1: you know, I touched on it a little bit. It's like these ideas that we we know our bodies are you know, 99.9999, the particles that make me up are 99.9999% space. We, we. It, it's a very elaborate um, light show. It's very convincing looking, but when we zoom in, that's what we find. And what we call solid is actually particles, vibrations of energy. It's popping in and out of existence so rapidly, like a movie screen flickers and it's happening so quickly. It appears fluid and solid that's what you are <laughs> and in in to go even further down the rabbit hole you never actually touch anything you've never touched anything what you're feeling is the atomic forces that uh like a magnet repulses when the closer you put them together so we've never touched anything we're, we're vibrations of energy so when you t- people talk about what's the vibes it's like a real everything is vibrational and nothing's ever touched anything it's you know you you then start this twin paradox like i i touched on you shoot me in outer space bring me back a day later and you know um you've been gone for a long time or many many years older so this is it gets really interesting when you you know start exploring this these ideas um nick bostrom who put forward simulation argument he basically said look in this this got a lot of attention in the early 2000s he, he um Uh, was the director of the future of humanity Institute at Oxford. And he said, look, there's, there's three potentials with any civilization, a species becomes extinct before becoming post-human, which essentially means a species that has solved all the major problems that threaten their survival. Um, two, a species becomes post-human but opts to only utilize low technology and three, a species becomes post-human and continues to develop higher technology. Now, he went on to you know um you know whatever algorithms he used to sort of figure out what would be the most likely and what was interesting is uh out of the three scenarios the one that was the most probable he found was uh a, a species becomes post human and continues to develop uh higher technology so um you know we essentially what what that that's why you have someone like Elon Musk saying hey, look it's one in a billion chance that we're not sitting on you know, in, in some simulation on maybe a, a Xbox 25 on some kids, future kids <laughs> desk, um, which is a little uh, unsettling from one perspective, but um, uh, from another, I believe it's our higher self, our, our non-physical self that has architected this whole thing. And so you have more and more people like, you know, him stepping forward and saying, yeah, I mean, it, all it takes is one civilization uh, like that could create, you know, millions of us, right? So that's why, you know, the odds are, you know, we're not a base level um, reality. And so you know, now you start playing with us. Okay. Well, if I'm in a simulation and this is a game that is in a sense, that's been created, what are the rules? (laughs) What are the rules to the game? And that's really what my book is all about. Is like uncovering, like, here's the rules that I found by bumping around for 25 years and really being fascinated and focused on this. And it's, uh, it's, it's very inspiring and empowering to Ashley, because it puts all the, like, it's all within you. Like mm. there is no out there out there, mm. everything shows up as a reflection of you you know mm. uh, you would like the I'll skip real quick to the the final key is master the the YOU universe like literally you're the only one in the room you're you're experiencing self it's like everything and when you start navigating your world through that vantage point that everything is reflecting you back to you it gets very very interesting because now instead of this guy cut me off on the freeway flicking me off you you actually start shifting saying okay everyone is the One perspective is everyone else is the master and I'm the student. Now, when the guy cut me off on the freeway and is flicking me off, he didn't know necessarily that he's playing that role to help me sharpen my axe. And, you know, I I like to always say smooth seas never made for a skilled sailor. And we all came here to become skilled sailors. So, you know, we're getting uh, every this feedback loop essentially is what's what's happening. And you're getting, you know, it's you reflecting you back to you. So everything that happens for me, actually, I'm like, hmm. My question is: Is why is this happening for me? What is this showing me about myself? And how? How? What, you know, it's like uh, a teacher. I don't know if you're familiar with Abraham Hicks. Um, she claims yeah, to channel a non physical entity. I love Abraham, and it's like you know when you talk about channeling, it's like I'm not saying she is or isn't. I'm going to look at the information and see how it feels and when I apply it, and it's brilliant for me. So I tend to believe you know something's excellent is happening there. And she says, you know, you get to a point where you start saying something that you really love in your reality. Wow, I did that. Something that you don't really care for seeing in your reality. Wow, I did that. But it becomes more of like a, a playful thing.
3: What's going on, U Turn friends? It's Ashley here. Sorry for the quick interruption. I realize I've been doing this podcast for years and I almost never talk about my ghostwriting and publicity company called Cake publishing. We have some of the best writers I know writing New York Times best-selling books, writing wording for people's websites, emails, and so much more as well as publicists who are incredible at getting you on television whether it's Good Morning America, Today Show, or your local news and we want to support you. We have been helping influencers, companies, and charities get their words and message out into the world and we are so inspired by it. So if for some reason, you're a business owner or you work with a company that needs a ghostwriter for any reason, a speech writer, or a publicist to get you out there into the world, head on over to cakepublishing.com. That's c a k-e publishing.com, or you can shoot me an email at ashley at cakepublishing.com. All right, now let's get back to this week's guest.
2: Wow. You have so many good points. And I want to make sure I get through all of these because these eight keys are so key. One of them, pun intended, one of them is focus your flow. Um, number three. So first is see the oneness. Second one is know the illusion. And number three is focus your flow. Can you talk a little bit about that one?
1: Yeah. So what it what I found, and I often say, the the only thing that I'm good at is telling good stories. I've told the story my whole life. I don't believe in getting sick. Now, I'm not going to say I've never been sick, but I've never been 46, never been in a hospital since the day I was born. Wow. Um, yeah, you know, I may be thrown up 10 times in my life I can remember. Um, you know, it's it, so as I mentioned earlier, Dr. Bruce Lipton wrote a great book called The Biology of Belief on this. There's an hour YouTube talk I recommend everyone watch because he shows the science of how um our beliefs actually affect, uh, our genes. And, you know, this idea that yeah, it's in my genes, my dad has it. And that's not true at all. Actually, we turn genes on and off with our beliefs. Mm-hmm. So, um, f- learning to focus what you're, you know, they, they asked Mario Andretti, the greatest race car driver, arguably the greatest race car driver of all times. What's the number one thing he, he won, like NASCAR, formula one, all the, you know, across all the different formats he won. And they said, what's the number one thing you recommend to someone who's starting out as a driver. He said, the number one thing he recommends, whatever you do, don't look at the wall. Mm. Can you guess why he said, don't look at the wall?
2: Cause then you're going to crash into the wall
1: where, where attention goes, energy flows. Yeah. And so it becomes paramount. Once you start to understand that I am the creator and created rolled into one. And what does a creator do? It creates it's, Abracadabra translates to, I create as I speak, our words are our wands. We are literally spelling when we, when we speak. And so, you know, it becomes everything to start focusing what I'm putting my attention on. And so it's, you know, what, what are we focusing on? If, you know, if we are focusing on, you know, our, our potential and telling a story that serves us. You talked about comparison earlier in, in today's world, there is so much comparison happening where it's like, Oh my gosh, look at Ashley. Well, I, I could never do that. Look at, you know, she's got this ability or that she's got these followers and people love her. And I, I, I tell a totally different story around these sorts of things. If, if someone comes into my field that has something that I admire or that I would like to have in my own life, instead of telling the story of that creates separation I, I I create connection to it. I say, out of 7 billion people on the planet right now, the only way I can be having an interaction with Ashley is because we're a close enough vibrational match, that which is like unto itself is drawn, right? And so I... I I just look at it in that way. It's like, wow, out of all the things vying for my attention, this thing's on my feed and Instagram right now that I really like and admire. Oh, it's getting closer. It's getting closer. Instead of, you you see, I mean, it's the same experience, but creating such a different energetic feeling. If we are, um, you know, if we're telling a story of like, oh, I could never have that. It's like abracadabra, right? Henry Ford said, whether you think you can or think you can't, you're right. And so- this becomes the game is learning how I'm focusing, what story am I telling, learning the art of flow and to, you know, just continue to, um, to, to pay attention to the, the uh, breadcrumbs that are being left across our trail. And, you know, what happens oftentimes is like you start seeing as you get into this heightened vibrational state of understanding that you are as worthy as any other being ever has been, could be, or will be. The universe, literally 14 billion years or so of evolution to come to the pinnacle moment of you right now, as you hear these words, you are one with it all physically, spiritually on all levels. It's all an extension of self. If it exists, you are worthy of it. It's sh- and it starts with shifting your perspective around your relationship to this, you know, other Quote unquote other. And ultimately, you know, there are no others, I believe.
2: Mm, So amazing. And, um, you know, another key that you have in your book, The Golden Key, you talk about aligning your intentions. That's number four. And I love this one because I think a lot of us, the biggest block that we have is we're in cognitive dissonance. Like on one side, we say, we want this opportunity. And then deep down, it's like, we don't believe we're worthy of it. And there's that disconnect where we're speaking out of both sides of our mouths for things that we want. And so, I would love your feedback on how does somebody actually align their intentions?
1: Hmm. great question. so there's a part of everyone. I believe I can't teach anything that we don't already know. It's just a matter of remembering what we've forgotten we're 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 god and drag. we have amnesia on purpose, but yes. then there comes a point where it's no longer useful, and we've gotten what we can from the separation so as we enter into a world that's re membering and waking up to the truth of, our, uh, of who and what we are and the, the magnificent truth uh, of, of, of our being, our intention becomes more important than ever. If you want to know the outcome of anything that you're doing moving forward, look at what the underlying intention is. Mm-hmm. I believe you will find you know, it's going to some way, shape, or form, it's going to be reflected in the final outcome. In, in the journey along the way for that matter. And so, you know, Gandhi uh, got this and a, a lot of people realize now that like Gandhi said, if you want to find yourself, lose yourself in the service of others. Mm. The reason I believe that holds true is there are no others. So I believe everyone's path in some way, shape or form, their, their highest, you know, dharmic path, like we talked a little bit about on my, my show is going to entail service in some way for this very reason get in touch with intentions that are really pure and, and know that, you know, if you find a way to serve, not in a way that empties your cup in a way that allows you to feel fulfilled. It's like, if I do a kind act, for example, Ashley, to you, if I do something really kind to you, you instantly have feel good chemicals that are released in your brain and it your body. And they know as the person who gave this gift or did this kind act, The same thing happens with me. Interestingly enough, they also know anyone who observed this kind act, same thing happens. Mm. So this is all it's contagious. Like we're we're gonna get if you you're gonna have the opportunity to give away for yourself what you want in some way, shape, or form. Always do it, do it, do it, because that's it's in giving that we receive. That's how it energetically comes back to us.
2: Love this. Okay. And key number five is BBB. And it's so much easier said than done. Why do you think it's so hard for us to just be?
1: What a great question. Well, you know, I, I love etymology and plays on words. And I, I talk about that some in the book. And, you know, a lot of times things are hiding in plain sight that like Bernie Madoff burned everyone and made off with all their money in the biggest Ponzi scheme of all time. Or you're from, you know, you've been in in politics, Anthony Weiner, What did he get? you know, brought down for exposing himself, you know, it's like, Yeah,
2: yeah,
1: it's so funny. A lot of this is like hiding in plain sight, even in the words themselves. And I love exploring and finding all of this, this encoded stuff. And so for me, when I started analyzing, you know, my own, Um, you know, my, my, huh? why did, okay. So if I believe I'm an infinite being that didn't, I wasn't created 46 years ago. I incarnated in the physical dimension 46 years ago and have amnesia to where I came from before, you know, I was here. Um, uh, hmm, why would I have chosen this name? If I choose my parents, choose the circumstances, all of it, which I believe. And I'm like, I look at my name and it's Brandon Brent Beecham BBB and I, uh, you know, my, my parents say from the time I was little, they couldn't hold me still. You know, my dad's like, I put you on my lap and you weren't having it. You had stuff to do. You are busy, you know? And so for me, I, I, we teach best what we most need to learn and, you know, learning to be like you said, easier said than done, especially for people who are wired uh like we are to like i'm i'm here to do all the things you know i've i've learned i can do anything i just can't do everything and that this moment is as precious as any other moment ever has been could be or will be this is as divine as it gets and it's always there waiting for us to see it now, you know, I'm sure you're familiar with the book, the power of now by Eckhart Tolle. He really goes into this in detail and how, you know, once you start understanding the present is the gift, you know, and, and it, it becomes so important. You don't want to, you don't want to get caught up in this chasing, uh, something if you're ever chasing, like it once I get here, then I can be happy or fulfilled. It's like most people are doing something like work in order to have something like money in order to be something like happy. This do have be, uh, idea is actually backwards. You be something like happy. You choose proactively how you're showing up and everything is feedback. So it's not from one perspective, it's not personal at all, you know? And so you're, you're, you, you're, you're being something like happy and fulfilled, or at, at the very least, you can always, we may not always be happy with what's happening, but we can be at peace with it, knowing that change is guaranteed. I mean, if you know you're an eternal being that's always been and always will be and change is guaranteed, you can kind of deal with most things, right? So relax into that, be something like at peace or happy, then you'll find yourself doing and having the things that are a reflection of that. So that's the great thing is I always say the number one job we're all here to do is the same, manage our vibration you don't in, in we most people have been living their lives like a puppet on a string if this happens i'm happy if this happens i'm sad this reactive approach but the the madness of that is you're actually re- reacting to the external which is really a a a, a reflection of some past vibrational offering so it's like you're chasing your own tail and so the way you break this the way i went from my friend's couch with 100 bucks to you know 10 million plus a year in 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 revenue through my company was being it to see it i knew in that moment vibrationally i was worthy as any other being ever had been could be i had lots of good ideas just because i had quote-unquote failed many times before that wasn't a failing that was a learning it's all in the story that i told around it and the universe says oh oh is that how it is little creator abracadabra okay and that's that's you know the the path that i i have found to to manifest you know such an incredible life
2: love I'm this. no better than anyone yes and i i know that your sixth point is to trust the mystery um mm. And I love that one. I think that there's so much in the unknown and how we relate to it and how we be in between those moments of when we find answers and when we don't have them is so big for our quality of life. So I'm curious, like, what, what do you mean when you say trust the mystery?
1: Mm. You know, um, it, it comes back to this, this idea that, you know, it's all happening for me, not to me. And once you start to play with this idea that, you know, I am one with the source consciousness that creates and animates all things, I am as worthy and as any other being ever has been, could be, or will be. And it's all happening for love. Like my, like my favorite book, for example, is, um, by it's a children's book. It's uh, called The Little Soul and the Sun by Neil Donald Walsh, who wrote Conversations with God, which are incredible as well. But The Little Soul and the Sun is really incredible because I think it paints the picture of what's going on here. And and I'll give you a quick summary of it like you know in eternity there's all these little lights that make up the 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 totality of the sun and everything is just perfect in these incredible vibrational love centered beings and and they're living out their existence and then a curious one an adventurous one says Hmm, I I have an idea. And they they started dialogue with the sun, which is sort of a metaphor for God, right? All of it put together into one is the sun. And um, I I want to experience this idea that I came up with called forgiveness. And, you know, all those other little lights are like, forgiveness, what's that? You know, And, and and the sun's like, ah, you always were the curious adventuresome one. I knew you'd come up with this. And it goes on, he goes on to say, Well, I've thought of a way that this can happen. And we'll create a place that you go to, you will forget this place. And you know what, what it will require though, is one of your fellow lights, one of your, the fellow souls here to lower their vibration so much that they forget who and what they are fully in a way that makes them kind of dark. And, and you know, then another little soul steps forward and says, I love you so much. I'll do it. I volunteer. and, All I ask is when we get down there and I've lowered my vibration so much and dimmed my light so much, I've completely forgotten who and what I am so that I can effectively do this awful thing for you to forgive. All I ask is that you please remember me in this moment because I will have forgotten myself. Uh, you know, and if you don't remember me as I truly am here, I may stay lost for a very, very long time. And I think it's such a beautiful, um, story that really summarizes who and what we are. And, you know, so you start laying that as the foundation of what's happening. It's all happening so that you could, so that, God could experience herself in some way and experience forgiveness and experience what it means and feels to come back into your power that you've forgotten after lots of hardship, right? Like my brother years ago, he's the most sensitive person I know. And he, um, he didn't pay a, um, um, ticket he got when he was in his early twenties and he got pulled over a year or so later and they took him to jail. And somehow he ended up in jail for like four days over this silly ticket. And it was like so traumatic to him. And I remember when I picked him up at midnight, when they let him out on the fourth, fifth day, whatever it was, I took him home and he was just kind of traumatized from this harsh place. And I cooked him a hot pocket. And to this day, Ashley, he will tell you, you know, here we are 20 years later, the best meal he ever had was that hot pocket. And it was all in the perspective, the contrast that he had had, his appreciation was so deep, and that's what's happening here that's what 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 is going on if it if you haven't won it ain't over this is it's all happening for you, not to you
2: wow, okay, you have so much wisdom, and i I love. I love all of the, these thoughts around trusting mystery and you kind of, your seventh key kind of ties into that, which is loving what comes. And that's actually, I think that's hard because sometimes, you know, shit comes your way that you don't want. And in my case, you know, like being diagnosed recently with Lyme disease, I, my jaw dropped when you said you haven't been to a hospital. Um, I love that for you. That's great. Um, in my case, you know, it's, it's, I've always had things that mentally I can reframe and release in my head, but being diagnosed with a chronic illness that impacts what I can eat, the fact that I can or can't drink alcohol, how sensitive my body is, like basically what Lyme disease does is it flares up when it wants to. And when it really flares up, it really impairs your ability to think and function. Um, mm-hmm. and when it 's not i 'm totally fine like right now i f- I feel like nothing is happening there 's no problem um mm-hmm. but as a result, I have to live very differently and I get the blessing in me you know mm-hmm. not drinking alcohol pretty much ever again or mm-hmm. not having sugar, dairy, or gluten, but I also absolutely love going to happy hour and having a drink. I mm-hmm. love getting appetizers, and it is has caused me a bit of grief and it's it 's not about the appetizers or the happy hour cocktail obviously it 's just about changing my lifestyle and having what feels like a little bit less freedom to be in life, you know, with people Mm -hmm. and to be the person that has to talk to the waiter about the ingredients of stuff. It's not, it's not my vibe, you know? So I think Learning to love what comes. I've always thought like, yeah, love what comes. And even when my sister died or I called off a wedding or I lost all my money, I could find the love in it. I could find the magic in it. There's something about being diagnosed with something permanent that can mess with you at any time that I've been like, fuck that. I don't love that this came. And Mm -hmm. I'm still working on that. So what would be your message? Not just to me, but for anyone who's dealing with something that's like, they can't find the love for what has come. Yeah.
1: Well. I totally hear and feel you, and uh, obviously I haven't experienced what you're experiencing. So, and some people would instantly say, "Well, you're not qualified. You haven't been through, you know, Lyme disease." Or, and I get that too. However, I just would like to to reflect a few things. So, you know, what is your story around Lyme disease? Is it a story of this is something that I've got? and that I'm going to have, and it is going to stay. And this is a not, this is, I I can't treat this illness or, you know, someone who's got something that, you know, it's known that this is a thing. Once you get it, you got it. Right. And I I'm like Dr. Wayne Dyer, one of my favorite teachers. He said, I'm, I'm realistic. I expect miracles. So, I would recommend if, if, if I were you or anyone dealing with something like this, start tuning your attention, your pre- you buy what you pay attention to, right? So I would start taking my precious attention and focusing on these incredible stories of healing. In- there are stories that every smartest doctor in the world is completely dumbfounded, no answer, no way, no how, don't know, um, and gone. Just you are going to die next week and now the tumor is miraculously gone. Mm -hmm. And that there is so many of those, Ashley and my brother, he is diagnosed with Lyme disease. No way. My brother is diagnosed with Lyme disease. Guess what? He doesn't have Lyme disease. It's gone. So, Yeah. Now he went back and later and it's not there. So, um, so I think that's an interesting, interesting. Well, tell me
2: more, tell me more. Well, what I understand about Lyme and in general is you either have it or you don't, and then it can be an active or an inactive infection. So are you saying that his blood is showing that his fat is an infection is not active? Or are you saying that his blood is showing that Lyme doesn't exist in his blood?
1: I think it's showing that it doesn't exist. Now I'm I, speaking to him and I'd be happy to even connect you with him because he's very, you know, He's aware of a lot of these things that I talk about, and has had a lot of even powerful, like out-of-body experiences and things. He was never the first guy in line for the roller coaster, so yeah. was, I, when that started happening to him, I'm like, "Gosh, I want that to happen to me!" And he's like, kind of like, "Oh, it's a little intense when you're staring at your body lying there, and it's more real than you know waking reality." And so he he's he's not even as you know. He, far down this road in his way of, you know, observing life. And he's very aware of a lot of it, but you know, I'd be happy to connect you with him. I believe, you know, his understanding was at first they diagnosed him. He went through all the things, cut out alcohol, all those things. And then he went to someone else, they tested and they're like, no, it's not Lyme disease at all. That was misdiagnosis or it's completely gone. Um, So it was just one of these, what I found in my life Ashley, is there so many of these kind of like gray things that can happen? It's like, Oh, huh, is this person an angel or are they a devil? Uh, maybe they're both depending on how you, what, how you start tuning in uh, yeah. to them. And so, you know, I, I, that would be my first thing is I would start really tuning in to the vibration of miraculous healings around it, or, or, or the success stories that you want to call in because that's exactly what starts happening. You start swimming in that vibrational pool oh. and you know, there's a lot of evidence out there, and in, in in people doing uh, work showing that you know a lot of any of these illnesses and things that come up, they're somehow tied to trauma in our, in our this lifetime. Or there's there's books where you know people that have doctors could do nothing, and then so the person goes into uh, you know um, hypnosis. Uh, past life regression remembers an instance where so-and-so whatever happened to them in another lifetime, they go through that emotion, release it. And all of a sudden the, the sickness miraculously clears up. So, you know, for me, if anything like that were to, to come up, that's exactly what I would be like, okay, this is, this is happening for me, not to me. And I'm going to find, I am, I'm going to find a way to, um, move into a place of, of healing, just like the countless miraculous stories of healing there are. And of course that may entail also, you know, doing some very practical things like you said as well. Um, but I, I would also look into some of these people who, who are going deep down the path of exploring how this might be tied to something in your own history because there's more and more evidence showing like, you know, we store all emotions in our body. And I think for me, part of the reason I've not experienced a lot of sickness Uh, I I've always just, I let my stuff out really quickly. You know, my, my brother who's the opposite kind of holds things in and he's like, Oh, you just like vomit your energy all over me, you know, for better or for worse. And it's like, so it's never staying stagnant in the body. And that's what, you know, that's how cancer and all of these things come. It's a lot of times like, you know, from, from trauma or pain or anger or, you know, all of these things. So I think maybe exploring a little off the traditional path Yep. the more you do that, the more you're going to find some really interesting work that's being done.
2: I love that. And I find that, you know, in spirituality, one of the biggest, um, lines that I walk is the line between having a vision and being delusional, you know, whatever yep. that means.
1: Absolutely. Yep. Sometimes yeah, I it's find that balance.
2: Yeah. Like sometimes I look at my friends in the spiritual world and I just think to myself, like, are they holding a vision or are they for lack of a better Term like in a delusion, you Crazy, know, and yeah. and it's some um, maybe it's all the same. Um, okay, so, um, the final gene key, which you talk or not jean key, sorry, key. I love, key. love the
1: gene keys, love no, the gene I Richard, keys. I had Richard Rudd on my show. Not
2: oh, you, good so. to know. Okay, different key. Yeah. The final golden key yeah. <laughs> is the universe. YOU, you know, that with, with me having a book called U Turn, I love the concept <laughs> of the YOU universe. Um, can you tell us what that is and where everyone can find you, experience more of you, learn from you?
1: Yeah, master of the universe. So, you know, uh, a friend of mine who was also on the show years ago, quantum physicist Nassim Haramein. He, I remember he posted a um, a visual um, on Instagram or something a while back, and it was like this this 3D toroidal looking graph, like twisting, and and he and it had nodes all over, equidistance apart, and he said, imagine this twisting in eternally in all directions, And all of the nodes on this this structure. However, if you were to go on any one of the nodes at any point, it's the center. Mm. Everything is happening around it. So I believe source, God, higher self is so vast that it, it plays out. It it has infinite abundance. Like I talk about in my book, it's like, it is, it is everything you see, everything you don't see. And there's a great short story called the egg. That I reference in the book by Andy Weir, and it basically this idea: of the guy dies, he goes to the other side, and realizes, "Oh, I was the only one there. It was all other versions of me mm-hmm. uh, re- reflecting me back to me at, at another point in its evolution." So you're always interacting with yourself. So it's like for me, Ashley, you know, like you talked about, is it crazy or is it is it validity? Where's the line? I always say, what? How does the w- what are the results it gets? You know, and so for me, I've told the story. Of course, I'm going to make it. There's no one else here. I'm the only one in the room. I have no experience viewing through your eyes or your experience. And like I, I'm in my own private you universe and so are you. I I, I'm a prop in your movie and you're a prop in mine. I'm an extension of your consciousness. I believe reflecting you back to you in a way that you painted me to sound like this, look like this. Like it just, it's, it's such a close vibrational match that we're calling each other in. Mm -hmm. And so when you start navigating with this, idea that everywhere I go i'm there waiting for myself and and it's really empowering, yes, it's infinite, and there's so much going on, but maybe my higher self created that narrative of what's happening over and Afghanistan or it's kind of like the Truman show. It's like you're, you're it, you're in your own private movie where you're the lead director actor. And when you start applying that perspective with an open mind and heart and, and don't go, you know, don't lose your mind. That's a fine dance like genius and, and insanity or, you know, two sides of the same coin, right? As you walk this and 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 your intentions are pure and you play with the ideas that everywhere I go, I'm there waiting for myself. What I do to you, I must feel the energetic repercussions of because I am you. It's like the only rule that matters. You know, all is literally one act accordingly. The separation is an elaborate illusion. Science is backing this up. Let's now we understand the game. Let's play with it and see what kind of results it gets.
2: Wow. This reminds me of a concept you know that I think about a lot is when things feel very oppressive or what somebody is telling me makes me feel really small or tighten my chest. Usually it's just a reminder that I'm in their frame. I'm in their universe. It's mm. time for me to step out and get back into mine and yes. what I think and what I see. So amazing last key. Where can everybody find you? I know you have products on your site. Is there a code for people to get access to them? Tell me the things.
1: Yes. yes so the, the book, The Golden Key. Well, first, my pos- podcast I've done you know for many, many years. Love for you guys to tune into that if you feel inspired for more of this sort of thing. Um, it's called Positive Head. Um, and I recently launched a book called The Golden Key, Modern Alchemy to Unlock Infinite Abundance as we've been sharing here. And I wanted to really walk the talk and practice what I preach, which is, you know I call it the good kind of selfish. If I help enough other people to r- remember this stuff and empower their lives with it, that inevitably flows back to me because they're an extension, right? And so I'm going to get what I give. So I've decided with this book, that these you know, 25 years of deep exploration, 1,400 podcasts, waxing poetic about the stuff, I've distilled down into 100 pages or three hours to listen to. So I've decided to gift it to the world uh, because I'm selfish. And uh, if you go to GoldenKey.Gift and you use. Um, you use the uh, golden, uh, golden key gift code uh, U-Turn, like the, this podcast name, Y-O-U-T-U-R-N. Uh, you can download the audio or ebook uh, as a gift. And um, yeah, and then I go on. It's like if people come back at the end of it, I invite people to play an abundance manifestation game. And uh, in, in basically in, as a part of that, they can, they can pay something for the book after reading it if they feel it was a value to them. And then I share that with everyone playing playing the golden game as i you know share the abundance so um i'm really it was it's a great exploration for me and sort of walking the talk and and how can i be as generous as possible to create more for everyone
2: Mm, thank you again for being here i appreciate you so much
1: yes thank you thank you this has been such a pleasure all of you out there listening journey well
0: thanks so much for tuning into the u-turn podcast and again thank you so much to our sponsors organifi soul cbd SaneBox, and so much more we are here because of you and our listeners thanks so much for checking out our sponsors we always pick people we trust and for listening to the show for writing reviews can't wait to talk to you next week